You're listening to Audio Theater in a Darker Shade. This is DarkerProject.com. And now our feature presentation. The following audio is explicit in nature and may contain adult themes, light sexual situations, violent content, or strong language. Precious few, it was a paradise, a haven from the hectic pace of the real world. To others, it was a nightmare. Nothing on this quaint island is as it seems. Beneath the tranquil lull of the ocean and the beautiful gardens, Dr. Nathaniel Lothman carved out a project based on Dr. Sam Beckett's theories on time travel. Hungry for the power to reform history to his own liking, Dr. Lotherman integrated himself into the project and became Lothos. As his staff worked to his ultimate goal, their lives are held in the balance. Still vigilant to be who they are in a complex where danger lurks around every corner, their secrets lie buried and passions rest dormant. For how long? Last time on Quantum Retribution. What am I? A fly pinned to a wall? Isn't he going to do something? Anything? Are you just going to stand there, Vaughn? Don't you feel it? Even a little? Just... Brush your lips. What could it hurt? Just... No. Damn it, Ricard. Get a grip. What is that? Nothing. It's, It's nothing. It can wait. (laughs) To be a fly on the wall in that office right now. Count yourself lucky, my dear, that a few welts are all you got. I... I didn't mean to be so bad. But he hid things from me. Why did you give me up, Mother? No, it can't be. Why, Mother? Why did you give me up? Didn't you want me? I think that it's time to let her come to you, Zoe. You've had ample opportunity to find out who your daughters are, yet not once since their birth have you so much as asked if they were even alive or dead. Not once. Now that shoe is on the other foot, it's going to be most interesting to see if Tyler will want anything to do with you. After all, you were the one who gave her up, not the other way round. I never asked because I wasn't given the chance to express a change of mind. I didn't ask about them because you've practically forbade it. If I'm guilty for not asking, then you, you arrogant bastard, are just as guilty for not telling me. After all, you are their father. Don't cross that line, Dr. Malverson. You are correct. I am their father. And I have been there for them when you were not. I have watched over our daughters, provided for their needs, and I will continue to do so. It's a shame that you didn't want that opportunity, Zoe. Not even from afar. 
4.30. Just enough time to go see Miss Zoe before visiting hours are over. Show up in infirmary all dusty and sweaty. I still have to come back and finish that last flower bed. Oh, but if I stop to take a shower, I'll miss getting to see Miss Zoe today. Nope, they're just gonna have to take me as I am. At least I wasn't spreading fertilizer today. Break time, eh, Max? Yep. Uh, Max, aren't you taking an awful long roundabout way to get to the break room? You know, down that hall over there and just past the assembly room? <laughs> I'm going to see a friend in the infirmary. Like that? Yep. I guess this means it's okay to go see Dr. Malvison. Yes, but visiting hours end in 15 minutes. You'll have to hurry. I don't need telling twice. Thank you. doing? Ah, oh, good. You're awake. How are you feeling this morning, Dr. Malvison? Will you get the bloody hell out of here? Dr. Malvison, please calm yourself. Getting agitated isn't good for your breathing and- I'm breathing fine. So long as I am and my heart's beating, I don't need nor want you in here hovering over me like some old bitty hen. Now get out. I will leave, Dr. Malvison, when I have finished noting your current vital signs in your chart. See? That didn't take long at all. Watching Olivia Robinson leave the room did more to pick up Zoe's spirits than anything had so far. Wherever you are, Tala, my daughter, be careful. Who is it? Hello, Miss Zoe. I'm glad to see you're awake. May I come in? Max! Oh, come in! I was wondering when some good-looking young man was going to bring me roses. When I heard you were in the infirmary, I took my lunch break a little early. I thought that a bouquet of your favorite pink roses might cheer you up. I'm sorry about my appearance. <sighs> oh, Max, they're lovely! Just put them there on the table by the door. In spite of everything, as it always had, just the sight of Max Robinson brought a genuine smile to Zoe's face. While definitely easy on the eye, Zoe had never felt more for this young man than friendship. More so, 
Max Robinson was one of the raw few Zoe trusted to always tell her the truth. So, what brings you here? Besides seeing me, of course. Just you, Miss Zoe. Nothing but you. Uh, Miss Zoe, are you blushing? The sight of Zoe's managing a bit of a wave of her hand at him told Max that he had his friend Hook, Line, and Sinker. Stepping close beside the bed, he leaned over and gave her a peck on the cheek. I just had to see with my own eyes that you were okay, Miss Zoe. I'll never be okay again, thanks to that bastard Calavici. I wouldn't give them the satisfaction of being anything else. You know, Max, you're the first real visitor I've had since I've been in this place. Max, when you were coming in, you didn't happen to see Tala Lotherman about anywhere, did you? Tala? Mm, the technician that works in Lotho's hub. The one with the long red hair, blue eyes, and- hmm. That's the only Tala I know of in the complex. I've noticed her about the complex before, but to answer your question, no, I haven't seen her today. Is there a reason why she would be around here? Is she supposed to be here? Would you like me to find her for you, Miss Zoe? You know that all you need to do is ask. I'd appreciate it very much, Max. She... She had been punished and was in here recuperating. She's still confused by it, and, and she's wearing only a towel. Bring her back here if you find her, Max. And remember, she's confused and probably not a little frightened, too. I'll find her, Miss Zoe, and bring her back. I promise. Thank you, Max. Any time, Miss Zoe. After all, what are friends for? Max stepped off on the 11th floor a couple of minutes later pausing to look to the left, then to the right, but saw nothing. He was about to continue on down the hall before him when a small sound caught his attention. He looked to the right again. There you are. <laughs> Miss Tala? Please, leave, leave me alone. Let me take you to your quarters, Miss Tala. At least there you'll feel a bit more comfortable. Or I could take you to the infirmary. You have a nasty mark on your cheek. No, I don't want to go back there ever. Tala. Go, go away. Please, let me take you back to the infirmary. That mark on your face is really bad. I'd feel a lot better if it was seen by one of the doctors. I'm sure you'd feel better too. It might be better if you were covered a bit more, too. Here, you can have my shirt. It's not much, but at least it's some extra covering. Okay. May I help you up? Here, take my hand, Miss Tala. Thank you. Ready? Yes. Good. Come with me, Miss Tala. 
going to be all right, Miss Tala. Come on now. Dorothy Hendricks, on duty at the main desk on the medical level of the complex, looked up at the sound of one of the elevators opening. To say that she was startled to see a good-looking, if dirty, young man step off the elevator, minus his shirt, with a young woman walking beside him wearing a dirty shirt and a towel swathing her lower body, was an understatement. It took her a moment to collect her thoughts, and by then the pair had turned the corner at the end of the hall to her left. Hold on just a minute. One thing's for sure, there's never a dull moment around you. Take me home. Away from her, please. Please. It's okay, Miss Tala. Really. No need to guess who she means. I, I want to go. Away from here, please don't make me stay. The only place you're going, Miss Lothaman, is right back into that bed. It's okay, Miss Tala. Get back in bed. I don't want to be here. Well, here you are, and here you stay until the doctor releases you. Get into bed, and no arguments. Now, let's get this filthy shirt off of you. But I don't have a gown All right, then. I'll go and get you a clean gown. And you are not to put one toe off that bed for any reason without a doctor's permission or unless assisted by a nurse. Yes, Mom? Young man, if you'll wait in the hall, you can have your shirt back in just a few minutes. That's okay, Mom. I'll get it later. Ladies, good afternoon. Almost charging out in Mr. Flaggery's room, Nurse Josie Tanner was in the perfect frame of mind to turn around and throw the lunch tray at him. Nasty old coot. If it wouldn't get me into trouble, I'd march right back in there and dump this roots peeping gravy on his head. That'd warm him up. Muttering under her breath, she started down the hall toward the rolling rack that held the food trays for the patients that was brought each mealtime. But then she stopped, staring unabashedly at the shirtless young man striding down the hall toward her. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, Mama. I'm sorry, Miss Hendricks. I was just putting this tray back on the rack, and... And you were daydreaming again, weren't you? Get this cleaned up immediately. Yes, ma'am. You are supposed to stay in a certain frame of mind while you are on your shift, Miss Stevens. You can't just continue to daydream and think that things will fix themselves. It doesn't work like this around here, and you know it. If I have to get on to you about this one... Thank you.
be right outside if you need anything, ma'am. Anything at all. I will want to go over that report with you later, Mr. Conroy. Yes, ma'am. Driver and siren sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Shut up. Well, that's what you were doing now, weren't you? Wouldn't you like to know? Usually in four hours, Trevor would have gone through about a dozen files, sometimes more. Today, however, by the time lunch break rolled around, Thanks to what had almost happened, he'd barely finished reviewing and writing up three files. A shadow falling across the file before him at that moment made him look up. What do you want? As if I can't guess. Well, uh, well, I mean, aren't you going to go get Siren and take her to lunch? I mean, isn't that what you do when you have a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, you better back up. And for the record, Miss Lothman is not my girlfriend. For your information, it actually comes under the heading of following Lothus correction order. Really? Great. Way to go, Conroy. Open mouth and insert both feet. Well, if Lothus wants you to feel Miss Lothman up, then I guess that's what you gotta do. Jeez, your correction must be the most horrendous one that I've ever heard of. Hark! What do I hear? But uh, I believe that is your call, Sir Galahad. Why, why, yes! You, you'd better go rescue your fair damsel in distress before, <clears throat> before you get into trouble. Whatever's crawling through your mind, pal, I promise you, it's so far from the truth, it's not funny. Come on, Trey! Uh, who are you trying to fool? This is me! I've known you long enough to know that when you... <laughs> <laughs> From the way he's cackling, you'd think he just laid an egg. All right already. Focus on the report. What was I thinking? Taking my hair down. Siren Lothaman, just stop it. What on earth has gotten into you? This isn't the first time you've worked in the same office with a man. For crying out loud, get a grip. Come in. You wanted something, ma'am? Stepping into her office, he remained just inside the door, watching Siren, drinking her in with his eyes. It's, uh, it's much, much prettier down. What? Your hair. It's much prettier down around your shoulders. I... I didn't mean to bother you, Mr. Conroy, but I'm getting hungry. If you're busy, I can wait. Hungry? You didn't answer my question. What are you hungry for? You. That's what I'm hungry for. Oh, God. Help me. Touch me. I want to be in your arms. I want... I think you already know the answer to that, don't you? Yes. I do believe I do. Should I lock the door? 
Perhaps, perhaps you should. This is what I want, what I've been thinking about all morning, wanting to know exactly what I've been missing. What about that door? Yes. want you. Not as much as I want you. Show me, Trevor. First. First, Siren, I like your hair down. <sighs> Don't be frightened, Siren. I won't hurt you. Siren, more than any woman I've ever known in my life. The way you look at me and the way you respond to my touch, I want to hold you and never let you go. I want to dry your tears when you're upset. I would give a year of my life to just spend 30 minutes with you. I want to make love to you, Siren. I want to be with you right here forever. You've been listening to Quantum Retribution, episode 112, Mixed, Shaken, Not Stirred, part one. Featured in this episode were David Alt as the announcer, Chris Snyder as Maxwell Robinson, Bruce Busby as Officer Kenneth Derby, C.E. Crowick as Olivia Robinson, Kim Janopoulos as Zoe Mavison, MJ Cogburn as Tara and Siren Lothaman, Tanya Milovich as Nurse Josie Tanner, Deborah Adams as Nurse Dorothy Hendricks, Shane Harris as Trevor Conroy, Darren Marler as Alan McCaster, and James Leeper as the production announcer. Written and produced by MJ Cogburn and C.E. Crowick. Post-production by MJ Cogburn. The executive producer for Darker Projects is MJ Cogburn. Theme music is available for download at sounddogs.com. This has been a Darker Projects production. This is James Leeper. Thank you for listening.